all things richly to enjoy. We thank you, Father. We give you the praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Children can be in this children's church. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Yes, see Joey leading the way. Yes, 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 yes. Is everybody good this morning? Amen. I'm trying to make sure it's like not too too loud. I'm just sure how far I can go. Alright, alright, alright. I guess it's one, two, I guess it's okay. Amen. Y'all doing today? Another day. I couldn't break it out of it. Yeah, another day, another opportunity, amen. Amen, amen. Down a little bit more. Just a little bit. Okay. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. Can everybody hear me pretty good? Okay, praise God. You know, last Sunday, do you remember what the title of the message was? How big is your God? Amen, amen, amen. We, and I'm going to some other areas with that. How big is your God? And you know, and, uh, and, and that's how we have to we have to begin to see that, and we got to begin to meditate on that. So I, I guarantee, if you look at everything, every message, every series that I've done, it's, 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 it's going to be a sequel to what we have done before. You know, we don't have churches to have church. You know, just come to see an entertainment, see, see an act. But the thing is, we want to, to get build up and get edified throughout the messages. And sometimes you say, oh, that don't apply to me, but it applies to somebody you know that you can minister to. You know what I'm saying? It always apply to somebody that you can really mentor and be a mentor to for, for as the word of God is concerned. An idea may come that may trigger other ideas, something that I didn't even say. But then you think of, oh, well, you know, this is what other things that God has said along those lines as well. You know? And so we're going to really just go, we're gonna, I mean, I'm going to talk about today is conquering an enemy. I'm going to talk about today conquering the enemy called fear. Because we got to understand how big our God is. So we're going to really talk about conquering an enemy called fear. We talked about this subject a while ago, but I really sense that we need to really get back to this conquering this enemy because fear is an enemy. Anything that caused you to to, to not live your dreams as an enemy. Anything that caused you to not really get close to God is an enemy. Anything that, 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 that caused you to fear that you are not good enough is an enemy. So how do you conquer this enemy called fear? Fear is an enemy. Anything that keeps you from being everything that you should be, that you know you should be, or doing everything that you know you should do, that you're like, I'm not really... I, you know, I really want to do that, you know, but I'm, I, I, I can't because of all these other thoughts going through your mind. And we're going to talk about dealing with the enemy called fear. And last Sunday we talked about how big your God is, but now we got to know, okay, now I can conquer this enemy. Because <coughs> it is an enemy. Anything that drains your confidence in who you are, that's an enemy. And everything is not the devil either. I'll tell you that now. Everything ain't, you know, so you stop buying the devil, you buy yourself. What's going on in you? Because sometimes you can, whatever you program in your mind, that's how you begin to live. Because sometimes people blame, always have become this victim mentality, always blame that thing and so look at themselves. How did you look at me? What's going on within me? The enemy going to be the enemy, the devil is going to be the devil, but what's going on in me? That's very important. You got to look at the, like Michael Jackson said, you got to look at the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. That's going that's to be changed. Everything starts there. Amen. But the first thing we need to do, we got to make a decision. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 
10. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Because fear will cause you not to live your dreams. Uh, 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 fear will, 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 uh, uh, will attack your faith. Because fear is almost just like faith. It speaks just like faith. Fear will tell you you can't do it, and faith can tell you you can do it. Yeah, so, so we got to know. We got to know because fear, fear will tell you that you can't be healed, that you can't be, that you're not good enough, that you don't have enough, that that uh, uh, you're not godly enough, or uh, all these other things. What fear will tell you? Fear will tell you. Oh, look at yourself. Let's see what you did yesterday. Fear will tell you a whole whisper, a whole lot of things in your ear. And sometimes fear does not speak loud. Amen. Amen. So let's see, I guess we do our ritual. You have, you just, let's go ahead and lift your Bibles up before we start here. Praise the Lord. Lift your Bibles up high in the air. Your, your Bibles, your iPhone, iPhones, your iPad. You got a big stone. Lift it up and say, I got it. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. I am, I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So today, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive, heart is receptive to, the to the Word of God. And my life, life would never be the same. Be the same. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you have to make those confessions because like she talked about, you know, the, the power of confessing God's Word. And I mean, that's the way you got to live. You got to confess what His Word says. It's not what some say, but it's what He say. And what He say, that's what you should say. Sorry. Because if you're not confessing God's word, who word are you confessing? See, sometimes, oh yeah, you gotta use your common sense. Okay, yeah, you, you just use your common sense when you're crossing the street. That's what you use common sense. You don't have to pray about, Lord, should I cross the street or should I not? No, you look this way, you look the other way, make both ways are clear, then you cross. That's when you operate in the sense realm. But at the time, the Bible said the just should live by faith. The Bible says they just live by their faith. And so faith is when you trust what God says, you believe what God says, and when you know what God says, and you rely upon God's, what God says, and you have confidence in what God's word says. <clears throat> but then that means that you have to know what he said. If you don't know what he said, what, what do you, what, that's, why, that's why the Bible says to, to study, to show what? Yourself. yourself approved. He says to study to show yourself, not the person in church. I need to tell them something. I need to tell them about something. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell them something. You got to tell yourself something first. That's right. Study to show yourself. Get knowledge of what God's word said about the situation. It's the easiest thing to do now versus yesteryears when you have to have many different books. You go into this lexicon, go into this dictionary. You know, now you put right some things right up online and say, where does the Bible talk about this at? They just show you, then go to this scripture and read about it and study about it. And meditate on it. Meditate means to say it over and over again. Just like you say that negative stuff all the time. Ooh, I never make it. Ooh, I never make it. You've you been saying it for years. And so now you're living out what you've been saying before. Because words are seeds to your future. An apple seed is a, is, a, is a seed to an apple tree. If stars is only a seed, then the more it's watered, it begins to grow and develop into an apple tree that has apples, that have seeds, that have fruit, that have seeds, that have fruit, that have trees, that have fruit, that have seeds, that have fruit, that have trees, that have fruit, that have trees. It continues on and on and on. It's the same thing about your life. The more you keep confessing it, you're going to bear fruit to what you say. So some of us need to call crop failure on things that we have spoken in the past. 
Gosh, I see it. I used to say that, you know. Oh, I used to say that. I, used to say that. I mean, start with the simple things. Oh, I just love them children to death. No, I love you to life. I love them to life. Why, why, why had to be death? <laughs> Y'all kidding me. Why had to be, why had to be those negative words? Just think of that for a moment. Why, where did those things come from? They come from, we repeat what we, we have heard before. Great grandmother said, oh, y'all killing me. Oh, y'all killing me. Y'all killing me. I just love y'all to death. We heard that, so we repeat what we've heard. Just the thought. But second, let's go to chapter 10, verse 5. This is the first thing we have to do. We talk about conquering the enemy caused fear. Because one thing you got to understand about fear, fear is an imagination. Fear is a thought. It starts with a thought. Fear is like false evidence appearing real, an acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. It is, it's an imaginative thought that you get before anything happens, you fear it. You get a phone call. Oh, they ain't called in a long time. Ooh, it gotta be some bad. How many said that before? Mm -hmm. Yep. Poopoo ain't called me in a long time. I didn't know it's so bad. He in jail or something going on. Mm -hmm. He wants the money, I ain't even called him back. I mean, did y'all say that? So y'all need tripping. <laughs> And that's from, hmm, I wonder what they want. They just, I hope they just text me, and then, then you'd be laughing. Oh, I didn't even get that text. You called me? Just a thought. <laughs> Y'all are guilty. Guilty as charged. I didn't get that. You know, oh, here they call me again. Call me as emergency, I'm thinking. Okay, just text me what you want to say in emergency. What you want me to call you as soon as possible? Just text it. Just say it in text. Then you say you don't want to get caught up in it, so you don't really want to answer it. Yeah. Emergency call 911 or call God. Yeah. Just a thought. But first thing we need to do, like, fear comes to the mind first. You got to understand that. If we're going to conquer this enemy, we've got to know where it comes. It starts in the mind. Just say, I'll give you some serious example. You get a certain symptoms in your body, like, oh my goodness. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. Yeah. And all these things go through the mind, go through the mind. Attacks the mind. Your mind affects your body, too. Your mind can make your body sick of it. Well, then you need to go to the doctor. Family, well, well, that it's like you healed immediately. Like, wow, you feel much better, don't you? But when you first start, the thought comes to your mind. You say, "Oh, it gotta be this." You get to the doctor. Oh, not just this here. Ooh, you feel your body just whole body changes. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Fear is a powerful thing. Fear can kill. The Bible says, well, "What's gonna kill me is, is the, the, what's, it's gonna be fear." Enemy is a, a, the fear is an enemy. He says, but casting down imagination. This is what you have to do. Imagine fear, those fearful thoughts are imagination. An image, you get an image of something that's not even there yet. Image you're going to die. An image you're going to lose your car, lose your house. Image that the, the goldfish is going to run away. I mean, just anything. An image, a, a casting down imagination. And every high thing, high things come to your mind. That what exalt itself, that exalt, that exalt itself, it makes itself bigger than God. It says, exalt itself against the knowledge of God. That's what it says, against the knowledge of God. It says, casting down imagination or images that comes to your mind. We're talking about conquering the enemy called fear. Because all of us have that. Because see, fear will even cause you not to walk in the premises of God. Fear calls you not to even go that way. You know that you know everything you need is over here, but you know just say just say you just use, I'm using an example. 
Everything you know is on a particular street that you need on that street. But you got some dogs on that street that you fear. But you know, uh, uh, but you're not going to get it because the dogs on the street. Until you get rid of the dogs, however, or figure some way to get around the dogs, and some people won't go at all. Because fear is the enemy. Fear will keep you from going in that direction where God wants you to be. And I'll show you that in the scriptures as well. There are biblical examples, and that's an example that, that, that God has promised you that you didn't even go because of fear. Some of you didn't go to certain interviews because of fear. Well, I ain't going to get the job anyway, so I ain't even going. You know, you had that image in your mind like, you know, why not? I mean, it's going to be the same thing anyway. If you're not going to get it, you're not going to get it anyway. So you might well go and see if you're going to get it because you may just get it. <laughs> See, many people don't even go because, you know, they always say, no, you know, they, I'm not going to go there. But, you know, they too, they, they're way smarter than me. They got to start thinking that way. You act smart, people treat you like you're smart. You act like you're dumb, people going to treat you like that way. And it's the truth. That's right. It's not a put down, it's the truth. You got to, the Bible says, uh, you got to call those things that be not as though they were. I mean, you, 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 you think you're slow, just don't act like slow. Don't act that way. You know, hey, I know you got some sense. Go into the room acting like that's a, that's an that's image in your mind that you've drawn of yourself. You're not the only one that's done this. Your fourth parents have done this, even in the, in the children of Israel done it. We're going to talk about that as well. It's the image you see of yourself. Fear is an image. He says, but you but you got to make a decision to cast down imaginations in every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity, bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That is your responsibility. It's not God's responsibility to do that. God changed our thoughts. Now God said, no, you change your own thoughts. I've given you the power to do it. He tells you to renew your mind. Mm -hmm. Your responsibility. He tells you to set your mind on things above. You have to do it. God is not going to do it for you. If God's going to do it for you, he has to do it for everybody else. No, but God, God gave you a free will to you, for you to do it. He's giving you the power. God's not going to do anything that he's giving you power to do. It's just like it's no different than you and your children. Why should you tell them, you know, and you know your child can get off the floor and they fall down? Mommy, kick me up. Kick me up. Could, could you get up yourself? Now, if a baby can't get up, you're going to pick them up you know, until they get to that place. Now, if you keep picking your child up when they can't get up themselves and just want you to do it, just to do it, You need to check too. Oh. <laughs> it's the truth. Now, Kyle, he probably get up himself by now if he fall down. If you're too much, okay, yeah. You probably just want to push him down and say, stay in there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but the thing is, but you have to do this. I'm, I'm sharing with this, this because a lot of times, the reason I say it the way I say it because many believers they think that God is going to do everything for them. When God has given you the power, why should I give you power and I still do it for you? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm giving you power to do it, but I'm, I'm still doing it. But the Bible says, we're talking about conquering this enemy cause fear because many, fear keeps you out of the promises of God. Fear will keep you bound. Fear will trap you in a place that you don't want to be. 
But the first thing when thoughts come to your mind, imaginations come to your mind, these vain imaginations telling you and whispering in your ear that you're not able, you can't do it, you're nothing, you know, you're not spiritual, you're not this, you're not that. You got to cast that thought down. You have to make a decision to cast the thought down. Casting down imaginations, thoughts will come. Guys, I don't really want to go to this appointment. Guys, I got a point my attorney. I really don't want to go. Oh, man, I know, I mean, I know, you know, they don't, they don't say this, they're going to do this, you know, or the price going to be too high, you know, and all this kind of stuff. You got to overcome this. So it doesn't make a difference. At least you know what you have to do. Gosh, I don't want to go to the doctor because the doctor going to, uh, I don't want to tell, I, you know, many people go to the doctor because they don't want to hear what the doctor has to say. Not just, you know, just don't want to go. I'm putting things before you so you can see these pictures of fear before we really get to the place where we're headed here. You have to make a decision. You have to start practicing. You have to start practicing, I will not live by fear. Because the word of God tells us in Timothy that God has not given you what? The spirit of fear. That tells me fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. If, 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 fear, if that if spirit can attack you, it will attack you. That's right. And the Bible said that Satan, he kind of moved around looking to see who he can devour. If he can devour you with fear, he would attack you with fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but what? Of what? Power, love, and a, a sound. A sound means alert man. You have an alert man. You have to start speaking. Even though you feel your man is wishy washy sometimes, you need to start speaking to your man. I have a sound mind. I have a spirit of love. And the Bible says, the Bible says there's no fear in love. That's why it says there's fear. The Bible says there's no fear in love. You, have, you walk in the love of God. He's giving a spirit of power. That means authority, right, dominion. You see the word power, it speaks a lot. It means authority. It means right. It means dominion. You have to understand you have this. Not brother so-and-so, not sister Holy Ghost, not brother righteousness, who you think they got it all together. No, you have it. If you were born of the Spirit of God, you have it. He's given it to you before the foundation of the world. You have it. Power, dominion, right. You have authority. You guys should live in the spirit of fear. Ooh, I don't want to go to my evaluation this year. Ooh, I'm telling you what I did this year. You ain't doing nothing else. Right? That's probably why I'm fearing because I ain't doing nothing this year. Go. I'm going to go home with my evaluation. You know, just, 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 just many things. But the Bible says coming to his presence with boldness. Because you belong there. So what's the difference with man? Casting down imagination. Because I'm telling you, fear is a, a thought. It begins a thought. Fear, I mean, just even in natural things, riding a roller coaster. Even when I don't like roller coasters, I don't want to get on one. I just don't like it. I don't like the big sliding board. Yeah. I had conquered that thing. I said, I'm going to rumble, get on this thing. Took me 20 minutes to go down when I went up there, but like, man, you going to move or what? Are you going to get on? Oh, you going, go on, go on, brother. Go on, little girl, you going to, go on. Go on. I'm not going right now. <laughs> but just there's different things that, that, that you, what's, the, what's, the, what's the thing what's the thought in your mind what, what are you fearing okay they're living so hey I'm going to go ahead and do it it took me about 25-30 minutes but I did it yeah so 
But praise the Lord. But that's the first thing. It says casting down every argument, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought in the captivity and the obedience of Christ. Because if you, if you keep living this way, you, you will never walk in divine destiny, the divine purpose, what God has for you. I don't have enough money. If you have the knowledge, you get the money. I believe that God will position somebody that has the money. You have the knowledge, they have the money. We got a team going on. Because mm -hmm. right. what if you don't know what? You can learn it. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Okay, they didn't know anything about it either, but, they, but you, you learn everything about what you, what, what you get involved in. If you have an interest in it, you can learn it. I don't know. A lot of things you don't know about, but what, what's your interest? If you have an interest, they have available resources to learn everything that you need to learn about it. Because fear will keep you from, out of your dreams. And fear speaks just like faith. Fear will tell you, you can't, it can't be done. You can't be healed. You're not good enough. You don't know enough. Fear will tell you all these things. The children of Israel, they went through the same thing. And so when you don't fear, it's like it, 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 when, you, when, you, when you don't use what God has given you, you bury it. And that's what, that's what fear calls you to do. Remember the scripture we talked about the, uh, the other Sunday in Matthew uh, 25, 14? Let's look at that scripture. Matthew 25, 14. Matthew 25, 14. And I like to go back to look at some scripture because it reminds us of things. There's so many different references in scripture here. Matthew 25, 14. I'm just going to focus on this scripture. But uh, I don't want to go all the way. I'm just going to look at the last part of it. I'm going to start at 25, 24. I'm just going, I'm just going to read that verse because we went over that scripture before. But you can read it again if you get a chance for the whole chapter. But it says, Then who received one talent said, Lord, I knew that you were a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed, I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. And look, there it is, what, what you have. You see, that's what I'm saying. What God has given you, sometimes God has given you some things, but you don't use what He's given you, you bury it. And if you don't live out what's in you, what's in you will die in you. That's a sad place to be. Like, you know, like the quote I heard, it says, it says, it's not a tragedy getting to the end of your life, but it's a tragedy getting to the end of your life and find out you yeah. never really lived. That's why you see a lot of people on the porch kicking the cat, kicking the dog, because they're mad. I should have did this. Cat meowing around. You don't want to hear that. Don't hear it. <laughs> just just a fun. The dog barking happy. You're just kicking the dog, too, because he happy. Misery loves company. You ask the dog, but you're happy about But you say, but the thing is, but once I what if you don't live, I was in you, what's in you would die in you. And that's what it says. Not a tragedy gets to the end of your life, but a tragedy gets to the end of your life and find out you never really live. So that's why we have to conquer fear. That's one really great reason for conquering this enemy called fear. It keeps us from get, even getting close to God because you feel like you're not worthy enough to be in his presence. And when he's telling you to come into me, he told the children of Israel when they was in their sins. He says, come to me, let us reason together. Oh, Lord, we're backslidden. He says, I'm married to the backslider. Stop tripping. The church trip, not God. 
church is going to give you all these do's and don'ts. You have to run around the church 25 times and, you know, be baptized four more times and all this kind of crazy stuff. You know, just, just silliness that religion teaches, but the Bible does not teach that. Oh, you got to do this, got to do it. When the prodigal son, just think about when the son, he had all his, his mind made up. When the father saw him coming, he ran to him. He embraced him. He kissed him. He said, give him a robe. And so I was talking, Father, I did this. Father, father he don't want to hear that. I mean, come on. Uh, he gave him a robe, gave him the fattest cow. And the son in the house got jealous. And the father had to tell him, listen, wait a minute. Everything I have is already yours. What's what you tripping about? That tells me that he wasn't getting something. He wasn't learning anything from the father. Everything he had already, what, what, he, what he needed. But he didn't take advantage of it. So sometimes we don't take advantage of what God has already given us. He's given us everything, but we don't even know it. If you don't know, if you don't know you have it, you can't take advantage of it. That's right. That's right. Like I tell you, years ago, I was about to run out of gas, and I forgot a month ago I put $10 in my, in my you know, cars had ashtrays. At the time, you had, in, you know, well, long ago, had, had some money. I think I had $20 in, in an ashtray, and I forgot I put it there. I'm about to run out of gas. I'm like, Ooh, oh, my God. If I can make it home, I'd be all right. Ooh, if I can make it home. Then discover I had the, the money in, in the ashtray, you know. You went through that? Yeah. One more time. Well, you start making a note now. It had money. I had, it had money. Now that's the that's the worst part. I didn't run out of gas, but but run out of gas and I already have all the resources that you need. You see, that's just, it's, it's funny. It's, okay, but it's, it's funny, but it's true. We can have all the resources that we need, but if we don't know it's available to us, we cannot take advantage of it. If we don't know that God has not given us the spirit of fear. We think it's just natural to stay afraid in life. You know, not fearful things that happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to bring some balance to it. There are things that happen that will cause you in that moment to be alert. Fear is alertness. But then there's another scripture that says, Lord, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Because mm -hmm. fear comes to everybody at the same level of faith. But the Bible says, when I'm afraid, God, I'm going to trust in you. I'm shaking in my boots, Lord, but I'm going to trust in you. My mind is shaking, but Lord, I'm going to trust in you. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you got to get to that place, like to rest in that moment. You know, because everybody's not at the this, this same level. What I'm saying. But when it gets there, you got to say, Lord, I don't want to trust in you, Lord. I am afraid, God. You got to be honest with God. Lord, I'm afraid, but I'm going to trust in you. Your word tells me that you have not given me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, what I try to do, I try to use biblical examples and I try to use a, a modern example that you know, people we can relate to. Because we didn't know in children of Israel. But we know some other people that went through some, some situated, different scenarios in life. It can be small things or, or really terrifying uh, things as well. Amen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and fear, will, fear will, 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 uh, will cause you not to receive the promises of God. Let's go to Numbers chapter 25. Look at Numbers chapter 25. Numbers chapter 13. I apologize. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. I'm going to start at... Verse 1. Numbers 13, verse 1. I'm going to skip around there because I'm not going to read all the other stuff. I'm going to read the most important things that you need to know. You can go do it. Read the other part on your, on your leisure time. Numbers 13. 
Fear will cause you not to receive the promises of God. Is this available to you? It's like you know somebody call you. Hey man, we, uh, 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 we just earned, we just um, received uh, a million dollars, and I want to give you half of the million. But but you, uh, but the thing is, but the, the key thing, the deadline is in, is in, is in thirty minutes from here. And but uh, then you know thirty minutes from here, but you need to pick it up within thirty minutes because if you don't pick it up in thirty minutes, it, it goes back into the system. And then you look at your watch. It's nine o'clock. I don't drive at night. Just a thought. It's really, it, it's not, I don't drive at night. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm scared to drive at night. Well, you're going to miss your money then. Yeah, I get mad. Don't ask me no in the daytime. But what we're saying, I'm just, I'm just I'm using an example how fear can keep you out of what God wants you to have. And sometimes fear can keep you out of the things that, you know, it could be anything. Well, you know, that too far. I don't want to drive there. And see, sometimes fear can, you know, sometimes you got to get out of the comfortable state of mind, too. I did what I did. I don't, you know, I don't do this. I don't drive at night. I don't drive on the highway. I don't drive, you know. I mean, that's your thing. That's your thing. I'm just giving examples of fear. Sometimes we need to conquer some of those fears. Amen. In Numbers chapter 13, this is what it said. It says, and who spoke to Moses? The Lord. God spoke to Moses. He spoke to him. And he said that, he says, he says, send me in to spy out the land of Canaan. And he says, uh, 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 which I am given, which I what? He says, which, okay, which I give unto the children of Israel. He says, send thou men that they may search out, search out the land of Canaan. See, Canaan was a promised land. The Bible said, flowing with milk and honey. Milk and honey means abundance. That's a place where God wants us to be. But if we fear, we can never get there. And he said, this is what he said. He says, which I, which I give. Which, which I, did he say, go to give one day, Sunday? He said, which I give to the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall send a man, everyone a ruler among them. And he said, he said he's going to send them. He's going to send them out. And so then verse, verse, uh, verse, verse, verse 3, he says, And Moses sent out from the wilderness, from the wilderness of Paran, according to the commandment of God, all them, all them, men, other men who who were heads of the children of Israel, and we don't worry about all these names because you get all the names Zebulun and Benjamin and Ephraim and and uh, Issachar and all. We get into the name part, but we're gonna start at verse seventeen. And Moses did what God told him to do, and then, and then Moses sent out them to spout the land. Start the land of Canaan, uh, uh, and said unto them, Go up thy way in the south, and go into the mountains, and see what the land is like, whether the people dwell in the land are strong or weak, few or many. I want y'all to get this. Let's pay attention here. It says, Whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like the camps, like camps. And in strong in, in strong strongholds. Oh what it says. In strongholds, right. Okay. It says, and whether the land is rich or poor, whether the, 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 there are forests there or not. Be of good courage. Hear the word? Be of good courage. That means don't fear. It's be of good courage. And bring some of the fruit of the land. Yeah, why are you there? He said, Why are you there now? Bring some fruit over there. I want to check it out too. Bring some of the fruit of it back with you. This is a and now the time was a season. Of the ripe uh, and ripe 
first right breaks. I'm reading from the, 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 the New King James. It's going to say a little different, but it means the same thing. The, uh, uh, the first, strike, first, first right break. Okay, this is what he said. He says, so they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rohab, near the entrance of Hamath. And they went up through the south and came to, came to Hebron in Ahim, Ahaman, Sishay, and Talma, and, and, and the descendants of Anak were there. The descendants of who were there? Anak. New, uh, now Hebron built seven years before Zion in Egypt. It says, and, uh, it says, and they came in the village, they came in the valley of Eskul, and they cut down the cut down a branch. This is all they had to do, they had to spy them. These are spies. That means if you come, you're a spy, most of the time nobody sees you. If you're coming to spy something out, nobody sees who you really are. The branch in the clusters of grapes, mm, they carried it between two of them on poles. I mean, that, clusters of grapes, just imagine, I mean, just, oh my goodness. And they also brought some pomegranates and figs. Oh my goodness. I'm getting hungry now. The place was called the Valley of Esku because the cluster which the men of Israel cut down, down there. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. They spied this land for 40 days. I want you to get this. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of, of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and, and to all the congregations and showed them the fruit of the land. They showed them what was in the land. Continue. Then they told them and, and, and said, we went to the land where you sent us. You went to check it out. So sometimes we know about the promises of God. We know about the promises of God. Oh, we went to the land and checked it out. We checked it out where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. This is it right here. We can talk about it. We can brag about it. We can shout about it. Ooh, this is the fruit right here. You know how people do in church. You know, they talk about a lot of stuff. But they don't be about a lot of stuff. They just talk about it. Talk about it. You know, God is so good. Oh, he, he's a God of, you know, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He, you, know, you know, all these other things. This is nevertheless the people who dwell in the land are strong. And the cities are fortified in every, in, in, in very large Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Uh, the the, uh, 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 the Anakites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the, the Amorites, the Shalites. I mean, they went there. But the, uh, they didn't get that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Amorites, the Shalites, and the But dwell, dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell in the sea and among the banks of Jordan. And Caleb cried the people before Moses and said, let us go at once and take possession for we are able to overcome it. We are able to overcome it. But the men who were, had gone up with him, they were with him now. That means you have two types of companies with you. You had the Kens and the Kenites. You had the people that, 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 that believe God, 
they can see it and still don't believe it. And you have the people that, that Lord, your word said this. You have given us this. These are the promises. And this is what they said. But the men who had gone up with him said, we, we are not able to go up against the people. It says, he says, but the men that went up with him said, we, we be not able. We be not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we are. See, sometimes you look at your circumstance, you think your circumstances are stronger than you are. You look at the people and you think they're better than you are. And that's what that's some of most of you have in the head. You look at people, you know, you think, oh, they're better than me. I grew up on this side of the tracks. So what? They grew up on the other side of the tracks. What's the difference? You on one side, they on the other side. And we, we be not able. We, we be poor family. And God says, you know, he, he, he can, yeah, God's rich in everything. He said he gives you richly all things to enjoy. He gives you, he gives you richly all things to enjoy. All things, things is something you can put your hand on. A thing is something you can see. A thing is something you touch. He ain't talking about nothing spiritual. That's automatic. He says, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. He says, and, and they gave and they gave the children of Israel a bad report. A bad report. What does the Bible say in Philippians? He says, think on the things that are a good report. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible says, you walk by faith, not by sight. If we really practice this, that'll conquer fear. You think about it for a moment. See, we let images, images get in our mind. Fear is an image. They pull up and they're Mercedes, you pull up your hooty. So what? I got here too. Just like you drove here, I got here too. You know, so I mean, they're just, they're just a car. They, they have issues just like you have issues. This is how we develop our confidence, because we constantly look at what we see. We look at people like, oh, they're better than I am. You make them better than you are, just like the children of Israel did. They can even see them and they can give them more credit than they deserve. They stronger than we, they better than we are. He says, he says the children of Israel had a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land though which, though which have, 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 we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw are uh, a great statue. And they, and they saw and, and there we saw the giants of the inhabitants, descendants of Anak came from, came from the giants. And we are like grasshoppers in our own sight. In our own sight. Wait a minute, let me read that. Go back, go back. And there we, there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were, go, we were in our own sight. We were in what? Our own sight. As grasshoppers, we are in our own sight. The image you get of yourself, that's what keeps you in fear. And the image that you get of yourself can bring more confidence. It's in your own sight. Because you got to understand, God has placed everything you need on the inside of you. It's your responsibility to bring it out. The Bible says to work out your own salvation. He didn't say soul salvation. He said work out your own salvation. Salvation is a Greek word means material. Sozo, it means peace. It means joy. It means victory. It means prosperity. You have to work it out. 
He says, and we, so we were, and, and so we were in their sight. Because yeah, because that's, 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 that's a reference. There's a twofold reference here. Number one reference is the way you see yourself. He says, we were in our own sights as grasshoppers. So we were in their sight. So if you see yourself a certain way, others are going to see you that way as well. I want you to remember that one thing you remember, nothing else. The way you see you is the way others are going to see you. You see you just like, you know, your head down walking in the room, you know, and that can't look them in the eye. And they, and they subconscious, they're going to treat you like, you know, oh, nobody. But you walk in confident, you got to have a dime in your pocket. You walk in like you're supposed to be there, they're going to treat you that way. And then number two, they were spies. They didn't even see them. We were in our, and they were, so we were in their side. They, if you went in as a spy, you don't supposed to be there. They didn't even see them. So how do you see yourself? How do you conquer this enemy? Like I said, fear can cause you not to walk in the premises of God. And the Bible says, the Bible says, think of the things that are good. They didn't think of the things that are good. They went over there and wanted things to be easy. And sometimes you're not going to always be in your comfort zone either. To walk in faith, it can sometimes take you out of your comfort zone. Because especially when you live by the things that be not as though they were. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to speak your mind on certain things. You know, I'm not, you know, I did not say this. And just, you know, no, sometimes you got to say, you gotta, sometimes you got to speak your mind in a very respectful way. I'm afraid to say this here. I'm, you know, I'm saying use wisdom. I'm going to tell your boss to become crazy. You won't have a job. I'm going to tell you that now because be, you can't go beat your man. You wisdom. I want to be the boss today. You've been the boss last five years. I'm the boss today. Yeah, you'll be bossing your own stuff out there doing. I'm saying use wisdom. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about anything like that. If you're in a place to do your best where you are. Do your best where you are. Don't let fear talk you out of your dreams. Don't let fear lead you out of the promise of God. Don't let fear lead you out of the presence of God. Because if you don't come with a boldness, and you come with your head down, you're not going to receive anything from God. Because the Bible says this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And we know that He hears us. we got to have a knowing about God. And the Bible tells us to come in the throne with boldness, not a spirit of intimidation. I always say it all the time, you know, when the head comes in, you know, like, well, you know, you, this is your poor homo servant, this is the man upstairs. You stop referring to God as a man upstairs. He ain't no man upstairs. What floor is he on if he's a man upstairs? God dwells everywhere. The Spirit of God dwells in you. Just a thought. We have these, all these religious terms and all this kind of crazy stuff. You never see that. God says, wherever you are, he is there. Fear causes you not to live out the purpose of God that's on the inside of you. And we see these natural examples here. I mean, fear causes you not to be in a place where God has called you to be. A place of victory. A place of peace. A place of fulfillment. And you think about some places that fear has caused you not would kept you from, from doing. Just think about it. Because that's one, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, a, a place of healing. You feel like you don't deserve it. You're saying, that's not, that's not a place of confidence. Lord, I know I don't deserve it. Stop praying that way. 
Lord, I know I don't deserve your blessings, Lord. You know, he's giving you his blessings. He knew that before he got it, before he created you. Start praying the promises of God. You're victorious, you're overcomer. There's nothing impossible for you until you give it permission to be. Nothing. Nothing is impossible. You have to conquer that enemy. You have to do it. If you don't do it, it will not be done. God has given you the whole armor of God. The Bible talks about putting on the whole armor of God. You, it's your responsibility to put it on. The heaven of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness. I mean, it's your responsibility to do that. Shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. Shout the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's your responsibility to do that. Girded with the lambs, girded with the truth. You have some truth. The Bible said the truth will do what? Set you free. He said religion will set you free. He didn't say tradition will set you free. He said none of that. He says, but the truth will. But most important, the Bible says, to study, to show yourself. Because sometimes we take down happy down religion stuff. And many people live by that. Well, mama and them say this, my great mama and them did this, everybody did the same thing. You can't live that way. I have a prayer and groan. That's cool, that's good. Are you praying? Amen. You may close your Bibles. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so faithful. Mm.